I think it's important to note that uh, fundamentals are also very strong. We've got a, a growing economy, uh, jobs, income. My administration has a job to do as well. And that job is to get this economy back on its feet. Now, first of all, I don't, I don't see America having problems. 25 years ago, I got ripped off with some whole life insurance. The only type of life insurance that you should have, in my opinion, is term insurance. Welcome to Infinite Banking Radio. In three short years, our financial system has turned upside down, but we still hear the same rhetoric and are pushed into the same strategies. The Infinite Banking concept is a proven system that will transform your financial future. Now here's your host, Patrick Donahoe. Hi, everybody. Thank you for downloading this month's podcast. This is Patrick Donahoe. I have a, an awesome opportunity to speak to the man, the myth, and the legend, Nelson Nash, today. Nelson, how are you? Fine, Patrick. Good to be with you again. Thank you. No, it's it's awesome. You took some time to uh, to be on the podcast. Um, as, I, as I was thinking of kind of what to, what to ask you, I, I thought about, you know, the... Uh, uh, the respect and the admiration and the you know the the big influence that you've had in my life. I think I could take up probably thirty minutes of the of the whole podcast just talking about talking about that. Uh, and I'm sure that there's many others besides, uh, besides me that owe you a huge huge debt of gratitude uh, for the work the work that you've done. But uh, for those of you who don't know Nelson Nash, he is the uh, author of Becoming Your Own Banker that was uh, that was written about uh, a little over ten years ago. And he is uh, the author of a new uh, author of a new book called Building Your Warehouse of Wealth, and uh, that just came out a, a few weeks ago. And from what you were telling me, Nelson, uh, sales have been pretty good. Very good. I'm very very pleased with it. Uh, the subtitles uh, are um, a grassroots method of avoiding fractional reserve banking, and then the sub subtitle is Think About It. Yeah, and that and that uh, that part of the subtitle you. Uh, you you emphasize that quite a bit throughout the <laughs> throughout the book. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the the title uh, the main title they're building your warehouse of wealth that came from David Stearns. Uh, the subtitle um, a frac a um, the grassroots method of, of of avoiding fractional reserve banking that came from my son Dr. Barry Nash. Okay. Think about it. That came from me. That came from you know, me. The theme, the theme of the entire book is how you think. That thinking makes all the difference in the world, and there's just not a lot of it out there. So what? So, so on that on that topic, I mean, obviously the the, the thinking process determines action. Uh, determines you know what you uh, what you do on a daily basis. Your your habits, your belief systems. I mean, what? As far as what you're trying to get across with the idea of, of thinking, maybe go into a little bit more detail there. Well, early in the book there, one of the quotations is by Thomas Alva Edison. Edison was uh, known to say, 5% of the people think, 10% think they think, 85% would rather die than think. <laughs> Now, my friend uh, and mentor, Leonard Reed, said that uh, uh, he feels like uh, Edison gave him too much credit, that there's not even 5% out there that really think. That really think. What? And that's a, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting topic, because it's something that I've, 
you know, d- d- realized in, in actual practical, you know, practical life with, you know, what, what we do is very, it's not mainstream by, by any extent. And, and obviously individuals, the, the barrier that they put up to even listening to anything about an insurance uh, is a result of those belief systems. And so th- thinking, I mean, you, you look at uh, just individuals, and I know in some of the presentations that you do, you go through, whether it's the Hundred Years' War or, or other examples that talk about just our misconceptions associated with, whether it's world events or historical events or people like Abraham Lincoln, um, you, you look at you look at what people really believe, and it's, it's belief based on rhetoric, and it's belief based on uh, the collective, not necessarily belief based on one's personal rationalization. Would you agree with that? Exactly. Yeah, that is so uh, prevalent that uh, John Stossel wrote the little book about five or six years ago, uh, Myth, Lies, and Downright, downright Stupidity. stupidity. Yep. Uh, everything that you know is not true. <laughs> but that's been the condition of the world since day one. But uh, that trick, the uh, frightening thing is that uh, people uh, base their behavior on uh, that thought pattern, and uh, it, it, it borders on being insane, really. No, it does because obviously, you know, you, you look at you look at a, a human being, and I think an essential principle of life is pr- is progression, and being able to progress starts in your mind. And if you're not Absolutely. open to to new ideas or even questioning the the beliefs and the ideas that you've already been exposed to, uh, that's an important part about the direction that you're going in. Correct? Absolutely, no question. And uh, when it boils, when it uh, gets down to the financial part in life, there, and uh, or later on in my book, I point out how all these uh, government activities that took place that there's failure in every last one of them, but uh, people uh, turn around and trust those programs to uh, uh, base their financial future on. And that's absurd. Yeah, and that's the thing is you you look at the the creation, the initiation of a lot of the the financial things people do right now, and there might have been you know relevance then, not much, but there might have been some relevance. But looking at you know how how times have have changed and how the involvement of the government in different aspects of our lives, you, one thing that's initiated and relevant in one period of time doesn't mean that it's relevant today. And people, you know, have have bought the iPhone 5, you know, people upgrade their computer every couple of years, uh, but they don't upgrade their mind. <laughs> I think if uh, if yeah. more people upgraded their minds, then uh, we'd be in a much different situation than we're in right now. That was that question, yes. And uh, one thing to always remember is the uh, wisdom of uh, Emerson when he said that the end pre-exists in the means. Mm-hmm. That is, the end product of whatever pre-exists in the means of getting it done. Look to the means. And so to use uh, government, for instance, to handle financial affairs is a good, the craziest thing that could possibly happen. But yet people have been captured by that uh, thought process. And look what they have done. Uh, the, the world is in the biggest mess of all time. 
but the uh, real common denominator out there is the banking function. Yeah. Well, you look uh, at you look at, and I know you're you know you're, you're the epitome of the Austrian school of uh, of economics. But uh, Karl Menger, which you know I guess was the the, the creator of the actual school, started with the yeah. su- you know subjective value theory, and, and I think you know Ludwig von Mises is the one that really kind of grabbed onto that and, and you know created the actual philosophy itself, which was in um, slight contradiction to you know the classical school as far as price theory. Um, but it right. all comes down to, to the to the human being's desire to purchase something. It comes down to their choices, and that's the thing: is the government tries to step in and figure out you know how to manipulate data, which is very absolute. And but at the same time, it's all based on human behavior, which is the most irrational, non-absolute thing that there is. And I think it was uh, Bob uh, Bob Wenzel, Robert Wenzel, that was asked to speak in front of the New York Federal Reserve, and that was his main argument. It was here, you yeah. guys, and he's a, obviously a, 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 a opponent of uh, of the fractional reserve bank system, the Federal Reserve, and you know any type of central bank. Um, but he he was in front of them and said, "Listen, you have all this data, and you're running all these algorithms and regressions, and you know di- different you know uh, predictions as far as what's going to happen in the future. But it's all based on absolute things." But yet everything is going to be determined by non-absolute things, which is human behavior. Because you can't force people to not save money. You can't force people to not pay off debt. You can't force people to refinance, which is obviously something that Ben Bernanke is trying to do right now. Um, yeah. But that's that's the thing is human beings, our tastes change, our behavior changes. And the government steps in and they try to manipulate it. And they've never been successful at doing it, but yet they continue to try. Yeah, they've been led down the primrose path. And, of course, uh, this has been going on for quite some time. Uh, Patrick, uh, basically, we've been living in a fool's paradise since uh, World War II. Uh, That's all my adult life. Uh, And it's tragic that this has taken place, but uh, again, the common denominator out there is the banking function. And people have abandoned their responsibility slash opportunity as it relates to banking, and uh, they've uh, turned it over to those folks, and uh, that's in, that's that, that's absurd. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, free contract with other free people is the way to solve uh, that problem. And uh, Patrick, that's all life insurance is. It's a uh, well, the mutual dividend paying company. All it is is a bunch of people getting together uh, with like-minded goal and pooling their efforts, and uh, uh, it's creating a uh, microcosm, really. No, it really is, and I think you know it's it was obviously the the goal and still is the goal of you know Robert Robert Murphy and Carlos Lara to create this idea of you know ten percent of the population utilizing the infinite banking concept uh, to be able to uh, initiate. Um, some sort of re- uh, revolution with the banking system because you don't need you don't need a traditional commercial bank to operate the purchases no. of your life or the storage of your money. Absolutely not, uh, because you and I know uh, thousands of people out there now that will never see a bank in their life uh, except for the convenience of a checking account. Yes, I understand that is necessary. But uh, people, oh shucks, banks do not make money off of checking accounts. Banks make money off of loans. And so uh, uh, you can insulate yourself from that by simply buying uh, lots of high premium life insurance, getting lots of money in the cash values, 
and uh, solve uh, every need that you have. Uh, Patrick, my wife and I have not seen a uh, bank in 19 years now. Now, uh, that is a very peaceful uh, (laughs) and stress-free way of life uh, compared with the way that uh, most folks live. Now, I was doing a seminar in Los Angeles not uh, too many months ago, early June. The uh, sponsor was uh, a Russian Jew. Uh, Arkady Milgram has been in America since 1989. He came here with $100 in his pocket. That's all they would allow him to take out of Russia. Well, he's done very, very well because he can think. Uh, He had maybe uh, 25 or 30 Russian Jews there, and one was a lady uh, neurologist. And uh, I was making the point during the seminar that this is a very peaceful, stress-free way of life. And uh, suddenly the thought hit me, uh, gosh, here's an opportunity to pick her brain. Doctor, what part does stress play in uh, the maladies in the medical field? Her reply to the group, it all starts there. Well, stress is so a result the stress is the result of your mind. Stress is a result of a, yes, you know, a choice to be afraid. Yes, sir, exactly. So you look so at whether it's her it. and you're you're right. I mean, it, it everything starts in the mind. I mean, you, you yes, look sir. at, you know, whether whether it's stress and, and negativity, but you also look at, you know, the amazing things that we have in life. Nothing was created without being thought about first. And I think, you know, and I, and I tend to be uh, side on the side on, on optimism. And I know that we're in dire straits right now. And so there's a lot of reasons to be pessimistic. Um, but at the same time, you look at the solutions that we've been able to create with communication, uh, the solutions in the medical field. Uh, there's ma- many solutions out there. And, you know, I think with the banking system, and, I, and there's been articles about how people have exited the banking system, not necessarily to the infinite banking concept, uh, but just to cash. And they've done so yeah, because absolutely. they have that anxiety with, um, with banks. And and so if you look at again just the the unfortunate stigma that's out there in relation to insurance, um, whether that's um, intentional, which I you know believe that part a lot of it is, um, individuals are more open now, especially approaching it from a strategic standpoint and utilizing it not for insurance but utilizing it for the other living benefits that it has. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Yes, totally. Yes. So looking at, I mean, now Nelson, obviously you've been, go ahead, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Nelson. Uh, this, uh, these things that you and I are talking about have been there uh, since day one, but the parties involved just didn't think the thing through. Uh, they were fixated on the uh, need for uh, protection of, through death benefit, but uh, in order to provide that, you've got to have all that cash out there working. Yep. And so uh, it's, it's easily demonstrable in both my books that your need for finance during your lifetime is much greater than your need for protection. Well, uh, in the uh, life insurance business, uh, the uh, well, 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 let me preface with this. Uh, people love to have letters behind their names. 
you know, MD, CPA, or so forth, so forth. In the life insurance business, uh, it starts with CLU, Chartered Life Underwriters. And uh, that was the American College uh, in, uh, in Renmar, Pennsylvania. And uh, uh, Dr. Hebna was the one who conceived the idea of human life value. Yeah, Solomon Hebner. Yeah, oh, Solomon Hebner, right. Well, why didn't Solomon Hebner see that your need for finance was greater than your need for protection? Well, that's well, a fun, that's the funny thing about humor because I I actually like I like that book a lot. Not be, you know obviously it was a, yeah. it was used used as, as a sales tool, but what he does is he emphasizes you know the the human life value, which all value comes from your mind, and mind that's basically great. takes material things and utilizes them to to a person's benefit. And he is obviously taking you know a very significant financial product, but there's only a he was using it one way, and that's it. And yeah. obviously, the other characteristics of the product that he was emphasizing that point uh, point in time. I mean, he he, he was kind of contradicting himself to an extent. Right. Well, uh, it's, uh, it's as I see it, he just didn't think it through far enough. That was all, and that is a common trait out there amongst all of us. The arrival uh, syndrome. We yeah yes exactly yeah you nailed it. No, and that's the thing. It's you know, I, and I, you know, Nelson. As I've you know, I've read your book, you know, probably a hundred times, maybe I don't know how many times, but the I, I always go back to how how hard it is to take something complex and make it simple. And I think you know, Ro- Robert Kiyosaki has has uh, found found that uh, equation, and he's obviously you know b- been very successful because of it. But um, I think that's the same with you. And, and, and I, as I've read and learned more about insurance, and learned more about strategy, and le- learned more about you know the intri- intricacies of, of how things work in relation to to our business, um, I go back to your book, and I have more and more and more respect for it every time that I read it because you've been able to take all that complexity and turn it into something so simple. And I often I don't. I don't. I don't think you have an iPad, or, or do you have an iPad, Nelson, or do you know what an iPad is? <laughs> well, I've seen them. Yeah. <laughs> so if you, if you, a great example that we use is if you buy an iPad, uh, it yeah. doesn't come with an instruction manual. It just works. No. Right. And you can go in and look at you know the the processor and how the screen works and how they fit in all that stuff in, into this little thin you know uh, uh, you know piece of of metal and plastic. But it doesn't matter. Right. All that matters is that it works. And I think That's looking right. at how simple your book is, which is attacking the human element and overcoming the human element, I mean, if you can just do that, you're going to be successful. And then you add the insurance component to that, and you're, you're light years ahead of where you would have been. True. Well, uh, again, my first book, Becoming Your Own Bank, I had a subtitle, The Infinite Banking Concept. and. Uh, the choice of the word infinite was by design. Yeah. That's amazing. The more you yeah. see, the more you see you didn't see. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. Uh, it is infinite out there. Well, people are so finite in, in the way that they think. They, they, and again, it goes right. to that arrival syndrome. They, they, come, they come to a point where they believe something, and if it's contradicted, they they they're fearful of of what that means, and so would you would you agree that the the idea of fear or anxiety is what limits a person to not um, attack the human element and try to overcome it or or not think? 
Oh, golly, boy, you have hit a nerve there. Uh, <laughs> we could talk all a week long about that <laughs> because that, that fear thing there, uh, I have spent a lot of time studying uh, that, that, that aspect uh, down through the years. Uh, but fear is a paralyzing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, maybe we can talk about that sometime. No, yeah. and it. But again, I think that's the main, again, the main thing that, that prevent people from uh, from, from overcoming that that idea, and, and again, it goes to you know the infinite, which I've you know thought about, but not necessarily in the context that you provided, which is you know you, the the banking system and just the idea behind finance and life is infinite. I mean, it's always going to change. Yeah. It's always going to be open ended. It's never going to be closed. And I think you know I think today people are are more open. And and again, to your you know the part of the subtitle of your book, which has to do with fractional reserve banking. You know the the, right. the exposure that has been uh, occurring as far as the the Federal Reserve is, is concerned, which obviously is, I guess, the culprit behind everything. Uh, just the idea of a central bank, it, it is in the forefront of of the media, and I I don't think the media quite understands how profound it is, but yet it's there. So, are, are you are you surprised by that that there is so much emphasis on on the Fed being the culprit of, of everything? Am I surprised at that? Yeah, that at least people are, are aware of it now as opposed to it being hidden they're, before. They're, they're more aware of it than any other time I've ever known in my life, we'll put it that way. But uh, there are two fabulous books that I put on uh, the upcoming issue of Banknotes on the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is The Fruits of Graft by Wayne Jett, and uh, the other one is uh, The Secrets to the Federal Reserve uh, by... Uh, Eustace Mullins, oh my word! Uh, uh, go ahead and write Eustace Mullins down. E U S T A C E. Okay. Mullins, and uh, 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 go to, go to YouTube and find some stuff on him. Okay. Okay, so these are re- these are uh, recent books. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, fruits of graph is re- very new. Uh, the uh, book. Um, the secrets of the Federal Reserve is quite uh, uh, some time ago, but uh, how revealing it is. Well, why don't you, on, Nelson? I think that brings up a good point because if you look at the the exposure, and again, this is the point that I was trying to make. You look at the exposure of how negative of an impact a, a central bank has on uh, the value of money or just a person's ability to make a decision. Um, if you if you look and it, which always leads to you know malinvestment, th- there's never th- there's never really a solution out there other than buying gold. And I know that you know we've had frequent conversations about uh, your. I mean, you're involved. You know most of the the hierarchy of the Austrian School of Economics, uh, as uh, you know, as far as you know what they are in present. Uh, who they are in present, but the, the so there's no solution out there. I mean, the solution is buy gold, which is, I guess, part of a solution. Um, but how how have you approached that? And with your, I mean, vast well, knowledge I, of economics, I, how I, have you been able I, to I rationalize addressed, that? I addressed uh, that in uh, my new book. There's a chapter there. Mm-hmm. What about uh, precious metals, so forth? And I had a personal story that uh, it's uh, uh, revealed. Uh, on silver uh, coins, uh, 
but uh, you know it all has to do with people's opinions and so forth uh one of the questions that i have real trouble uh with uh getting an answer that's decent uh, i ask people uh, uh my austrian friends i ask them um uh, if I take your advice and buy gold, don't I have to buy it some, from somebody <laughs> who already owns it? And the answer is always yes. Well, can you tell me uh, what does he want in exchange for his precious gold? He wants my worthless dollars. And I said, if gold is so precious, why? Does he want to give it up and take my worthless dollars? And I've never had a decent answer yet. Well, there was a there was a, uh, a Lou Rockwell section by Gary North, I think, about a year ago, and he was yeah. basically talking about how um, improbable the 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 idea of hyperinflation is. And he, and he said there's yeah, going to maybe high inflation. Yeah, it was an awesome article. Was, I think it was uh, why Ron Paul saved us from hyperinflation. And and in there, you know, he basically says those that are you know preaching uh, hyperinflation, hyperinflation, you know, keep your hand on your wallet. <laughs> yeah. Because again, yeah, that's a it's a valid point. I'm not attacking gold or silver, um, but at the end, at the end of the day, you know, you look at the probability of, of certain outcomes. And uh, and th- there's another side to that story, uh, and I and obviously with your your story about selling the uh, uh, the piece of land that you had and and taking the proceeds and, and purchasing silver at a at a peak and, and not necessarily being back to that point yet, <laughs> you obviously you have a real life no. example of how those type of metals are are just as manipulated. The price of those metals are just as manipulated as well, uh, as course, a value yeah. of the dollar is. Absolutely, yeah. So Nelson, what, what as kind of con- concluding, you you're on a mission. I mean, you you've you've obviously with with how with your age and uh, your your experience of life and the books that you're writing and the speaking engagements. You were just telling me that you have you know eight or nine speaking engagements before the end of the year, uh, and they're two day <laughs> two day speaking engagements each uh, each one. Um, I mean, what, your your passion. What do you maybe think are the the, the two main objectives of why you're doing what you're doing right now? Light overcomes darkness. We are not the source of light. God is. Our job is to reflect light. And so uh, there's a mission out there that uh, uh, you got to reflect the light. People need light. And uh, again, light overcomes darkness. So uh, that's my mission. Uh, gosh, all this started a long time ago, uh, uh, back in my forestry days. I allude to a little bit of that but in my uh, newest book, uh, that uh, when I uh, went to work in forestry consulting in eastern North Carolina back in 1950. Uh, uh, that uh, I knew nothing about uh, socialism, but I came face to face with the mental paralysis that socialism causes, and that started my passion for uh, studying uh, Austrian economics. So uh, it's something that I just can't quit. That's all there is to it. It's like breathing. Uh, It's like uh, sustenance. Uh, Yeah, we, we were on a, you and I, when I first met you, 
uh, was in 2000, end of 2009 in, in Europe. And, uh, and, and you told me then, you know, read all, read all the books that I recommend in your, in the book. And I, and I had read, you know, a number of them already, but I kind of made it a mission to, uh, to try to read all of them. And you keep putting more books on there. You keep you keep added and added. I don't think I'm ever gonna ever gonna ever gonna keep up with you. Uh, but the vast knowledge that you have, and again, you explain it in one one simple way, which is which is light or or, or truth. And uh, and I think truth is always going to uh, prevail. Oftentimes, it's after a hard set of circumstances. Oh yes, yes. There's always the uh, the. There's periods of evolution, devolution in people's thoughts and behavior, but uh, there's always the upward trend. Leonard Reed taught me that a long time ago. So maybe as a final point, Nelson, I mean, you, l- looking at uh, this this new book, what do you what, what's the one thing you're hoping people get out of this this new book? I'm assuming that it relates to thinking. Absolutely, yeah. Get, uh, get to thinking. Like I say, I've had uh, several phone calls and uh, emails back from people who catch it. Uh, and uh, there was an hour and a half conversation yesterday from some folks in California. Uh, and uh, it's just joy when people uh, see the, the message that I'm trying to get across that uh, if you think out there that... Uh, it's a different world from uh, what most people uh, experience. Well, Nelson, you you're uh, you're, you're one of my mentors and a person that um, one of the many that I, that I respect in life. And you've done so many things for me and my family and, and my business. And I, I can't I can't thank you enough. Uh, your your books are transformational. And again, as I said before, it's it's one of the hardest things in life to take some complex ideas and make them so simple. But uh, your your books are epitomes of that, and it takes basically the the main things that people are searching for in life financially, and creates an, a very easy system to to use, and a financial product that's one of the oldest and most successful in, in history. And so, uh, again, I th- I thank you, Nelson, for for being on, and. Uh, Thank you. It takes two to tango, and I'm just so glad that there's people like you out there that uh, you're a joy to me. For those of you who uh, would like to purchase Nelson's book, you can visit his website, which is www.infinitebanking.org. There you can also subscribe to his quarterly newsletter, which is awesome. It's called Banknotes. And uh, in there, he's obviously active in in putting the different content on there. But that's a free subscription. And uh, the books are both available on his website, both the new one and also the one uh, that's a a bestseller, uh, Becoming Your Own Banker. So uh, check, check him out. Nelson, any final words? I appreciate you very much. Thank you for the opportunity, Patrick. Also on Nelson's website, as a kind of a final note, uh, there Nelson is speaking all over the country, and there's a calendar on there uh, to be able to look for a, uh, a seminar near you. So also go to that same website, www.infinitebanking.org, and the calendar will be on there as well. Thanks, everybody, for listening this week.